What is going on, everybody? This is Candler English here with Training Ground Garage Talks. This is a space where we have open discussions about what it means to be a Christ-centered man in today's world. And we're so pumped to have you here with us. Let's dive in. Hey, what's going on, y'all? This is Candler English with TG Garage Talks, and I'm here with Mr. Corey Smith. Hello. And Mr. Lee Hollis. Hey, hey. (laughs) And we are coming into the studio together to talk about... What are we talking about, Corey? Where are we, where are we going? Uh, Lee and I kind of hijacked this a little bit from yeah. Candler, and we kind of threw him in the deep end. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll let Lee open up a little bit. I mean, and just to preface, this is um, just put your seatbelt on for this one. This is <laughs> this is a little bit of a different uh, different vibe, different um, kind of topic. I know you know those who are listening, you know, kind of understand. We kind of go through different topics that you men are dealing with, but. Um, we kind of got through, you know, to what we're going to talk about today through the back door, but it is, it's going to be helpful to have some context and some, you know, some story that would kind of make you go, you guys aren't completely crazy, which is still <laughs> out for a vote. Depends. But, uh, um, but yes, uh, Dr. Lee Hollis, uh, can you, um, give them the, give them the intro story and then we'll, you've got to be careful with the doctor bit because someone saw that label on my computer that you put on. Oh yeah. Doctor. doctor. And they actually thought like, what are you a doctor? Of? <laughs> oh, no, yeah. they're going to be like, Hey, there, is there a doctor on this flight? Oh, there is. It's, we should just print you off. A, a little, <laughs> yeah, what would I be a doctor of? We are way off. A topic. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Yeah. So, so let's bring it back. So, so like right now we are, in the process of training ground where we're taking applications and we're mm-hmm. filling out references and doing interviews and all that kind of stuff. And we're also trying to build the program for the summer. And uh, we've recently found out that we lost one of our key volunteers for the summer. And so we're trying to replace that. So we met with a counselor, a buddy of ours in town, talking about a lot, a lot of great stuff, you know, just about, uh, about faith and different things. And in passing at one point, he starts talking about Pinocchio and about how Pinocchio went to Toyland, which is the island where they're playing all these games, eating all these can- this candy and stuff like that, and starts to describe the process of, of Pinocchio turning into a jackass. Yeah, you know, like and, a literal donkey. Yeah, like this is the process of a young man. Uh. Like the choices he makes turns him into a, a mule, mm-hmm. a jackass, you know, and he's just not good to be around. And we all, just the, the, the journey of a young man. And so, like, Corey and I were like, well, that might be an interesting topic. You're like, what makes a young man, you know, who he is and how do we get there? And mm-hmm. do we ever question those choices? The and, developmental process and making yeah. mistakes and all that kind of stuff, yeah. And so then we thought, well, if we're going to do a podcast on this, we should probably review the story of Pinocchio, right? Yeah. So, like, we have this this Disney version of the story of Pinocchio, mm-hmm. and we'll get to the point, I promise. Um, and uh, the 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 Disney version is this cute little puppet, and he's, uh, you know, all the fumbling and bumbling he does. There's Jiminy the Cricket, and he sits on his shoulder and gives him you know, like advice and he makes all these mistakes and, you know, all he wants to be is a little boy, you know, and there's this fairy princess and she's wonderful and, 
you know, and then Geppetto gets lost, and he's in a fish, and he's on Toy Island, and he turns into a donkey, and just all this stuff, you know, we like, we know that story. Well, when, when Corey and I started doing some research on this, we, we found a very different <laughs> story. <laughs> so oh, yeah. we, we want to talk a little bit about that. Um, I just want to say that the original story was written in 1883 by a guy, guy named Carlo uh, Calati, and he wrote this book called The Adventures of Pinocchio. And that's about all that yeah. is. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I mean, it's such a different. Um, yeah. It's just interesting how they would have taken that original story that was written in the 1800s. And then kind of Walt Disney thought it was a good idea to make a movie out of it. But um, yeah. for sure, there's tons of reviews out there. I mean, even as, you know, as little kids, you know, Lee and I probably watched that movie. We were like, this is just not. This is just a weird, weird oh, storyline. Yeah. So, yeah, super. But I, I do. I mean, and the and the even the kind of we got the Reader's Digest version of the of the original story, and you know, Lee and I kind of finished watching the summary, and our, I mean, our brain starts kind of melting out of our ears <laughs> in disbelief that we have, you know, we've been sold a bill of goods in the 1940s version of this Disney. You know, kind of thing, and and I, I'd love. I mean, we made Candler watch it right before he walked into the <laughs> studio, and I'd love to see like what what's it feel fresh? I mean, anything jump out at you in terms of, you know, what in the world was going on? Yeah, I mean, I think um, one, I was kind of not surprised at just how random and crazy. I don't know. It's like you hear like. I feel like Disney and all these kind of things has done a lot of those. Like the old fairy tales were like pretty messed up like mm -hmm. yeah. um but it was interesting to see all of it was almost like there were these little tiny stories within the main story it's like it's like he kept falling and kept mm -hmm. like like with every failure even when it was like a consecutive few failures um there eventually was a point where he was able to like mature and grow and then, mm -hmm. okay, he's going to fail again. And then, and and I mean, that just struck me as, um, you know, like uh, a friend of mine even talks about like the culture of like try um, and like how important that is to like, like, I, I mean, I've, I've started doing construction recently and I don't know, like I'm working with two dudes who've been doing this for, you know, however many 40 years and I have no idea what I'm doing in a lot of it. And I have to, every day I tell myself before I get out of my truck, I say, um, okay, today, actually the best thing for you to do is to be a fool because mm -hmm. that enables you to grow and learn. And as long as you're like enter into a place of like, yeah, I know I'm going to fail because I have no idea what mm -hmm. I'm doing. Like, of course, like I didn't come out of the womb knowing how to, you know, frame a garage. Uh, so, um, so yeah, all, I don't know, all that's been kind of stirring, but I think it was very poignant of like even the little pitfalls of like going to toy Island. And, um, I mean, you know, I, I know personally like a ton of grown ass men who are living on toy Island and I've built their house there and, you know, are sure. doing that thing. So yeah, it was, it's interesting. So the, like the like the original story, if we can go back to that mm -hmm. and kind of blow some people around, and you, if I miss any part of this, you guys just fill it in. All right. So like the original story, like there's this guy that called Master Cherry that finds this piece of wood and he goes to cut into it and it makes a sound. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason, Master Cherry gives it to this kindly old man named Geppetto, and Geppetto carves a young boy out of it. And this young boy has this growing desire to be a real, I mean, this puppet has a growing desire to be a real boy. And so yeah. it's like this whole pursuit of being a real boy. 
And along the way, he makes a lot of horrible choices. Yeah, decisions. It's not, it's, you know, contrary to what you're talking about, uh-huh. he's not trying. Uh-huh. He's like just Intentionally, making... Intentionally, yeah. yeah. Make, like time after time, like this one point, Geppetto, he's so poor, he sells his coat for Pinocchio to... Go to school. Yeah, go to school, get a book, and put Pinocchio along the way runs into a puppet show and wants to see it, so he sells a book so he can get admission into the puppet show. Yeah. And like this, like there's this whole series. Like if you read this book, like there's this cat and and wolf fox, fox yeah. along the way, and they deceive him out of his money countless times, makes him pay for food, uh, and then they try to kill him. Like they actually try to hang him and suffocate him, and steal his money. And along the way, he gets rescued by this fairy princess who's actually dead, and she's in like ghost form, and they're waiting waiting for her to pick up her body and she lets him in the house and like nurses him back to health. Oh, and by the way, Pinocchio kills the cricket like in the first part oh, of yes. like throws a hammer like too close to him and just like smashes him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Jiminy. Yeah, yeah. Jiminy is gone. <clears throat> and like he's at what is Catchful Town. Yeah, right. Yeah, the town like, Catchful. Catchful, like is that like obvious or yeah. what? Like like everyone goes here and they catch the fool there. Um and so it's all these, like, after what, like, you can almost not believe that Pinocchio is so foolish. And so naive and just like you're, like, walking into a freaking mm-hmm. cage or whatever, you know. Like yeah. Walking mm-hmm. into a pit. And, and there's all these, like, it's really dark. Mm-hmm. It's really dark. Sure. And then there's this part at, towards the end where he runs into the fox and the cat and the cat's lost a paw and the fox sold his tail for food and... Now the cat's blind, and they're asking Pinocchio for help, and Pinocchio's well, like, no, like you deserve this, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like all these things you've brought upon yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, in in the end, when you look at the whole story, you know, from from eighteen eighties, it's it's Carlo Collati's effort to scare young boys into living good lives. Yeah. All based around the idea that if you do good things, you'll be saved. It's like this salvation through works kind of idea, uh-huh. you know? And it it is just so... Like, I, it's it's equivalent to, like, when you're young and you find out Santa Claus isn't real. Mm-hmm. Like, you read this original Pinocchio story, you're like, what? Like, whoa, like, yeah. how did we get from Carlo's story to Walt Disney's story? And you're like, why, did, why was Disney sitting here looking at this story and going like, hey, that'd be a great children's mm-hmm, story, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I think probably the thing that it just it, it caught us off guard um, in the sense that, like, it's, um, I mean, in, this, in some sense, it's completely different than the, it, what we do it, it, we uh-huh. with Training Ground. Like, and it's even, like, even more like it, it, how it is not the gospel, right, is kind of... Um, you know, the, the older, the 1800s version is this kind of performance based, mm-hmm. like do good and you, yeah, it's what you're saying, Lee, but it's, it, it's, it's so, it's so contrary to, to what we, you know, how we believe a young man is, is raised in some ways and is matured and in the process that, I mean, I think that was just the part where like, even as, you know, for Lee and I, you know, watching that video was the, of the summary was this idea that. Um, you know, we kind of lost some innocence anyway. We're like, oh man, now that the story just means so much, you know, so it's so different, Yeah. you know, mm-hmm. for us. And um, so maybe even that part of just trying to understand, you know, how... How have we been lied to? <laughs> right, right, right. Thanks. Yeah. 
Thanks, Disney. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, and, and two, to that point, I think that in itself is a huge part. I mean, like you said, Lee, about um, that's a huge part of growing up and like, you know, learning that Santa Claus isn't real. Like there's, I feel like there's, you know, and I'm kind of in this season right now, but it's like there are certain points in a young man's life and even a man's life where it's like, you know, what the culture, what our families, whoever has told us that, oh, no, this is reality um, or this will bear fruit, um, you know, exactly like the toy island. Like, oh, yeah, it's great. It's amazing. Like, I can just live here. And no, it actually, like, ruins you um, mm-hmm. to, to who you actually want to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as a man. Yeah, I, we could probably do a whole podcast just on that <laughs> right there. But if I if I go back into the story a little bit, like if there's some symbolism and some things happening that's represented in the story. First of all, Master Cherry, the guy who finds a piece of wood, is supposed to be like God, and then Geppetto is supposed to be like our father. Like, like God gives our fathers this raw thing, this boy mm. that he's able to train up and form into the the boy that he wants him to be. Yeah, and the and the blue fairy kind of represents mom and and her rescue and. You know, all of this miraculous thing she does to love and care and take care of and protect protect her son. But then going further into the story, uh, one of the things that we read said that Jiminy Cricket represents the like the dual self. Mm-hmm. Like Jiminy is the voice of morality and self-conscious and all this stuff. And Pinocchio is just living out of his desire for food and money and pleasure and not wanting to work. There's one point in the story where, you know, Pinocchio doesn't want to do anything, so he lays down and his feet catch on fire and he burns his feet off. And Pinocchio has to build him new feet, you know, and you yeah. know, uh, talk about being a parent, <laughs> like all that stuff. But wow. but the other thing is, like, um, one of the things that we read said that it's really talking about addiction. Like oh. going after food and entertainment and pleasure and being lazy and games and all this stuff. And it's the journey of moving away from our base desires and cutting those strings yeah, uh-huh. and becoming a real and living in reality uh-huh. and not letting other things in your life pull those strings and control you. Yeah. And if you don't allow those, I mean, ultimately what it's saying, if you don't allow those things to, uh, to, be, to control you and don't get addicted to them, then you'll be a real person. Mm-hmm. And even in that tiny little section, when he gave into those desires, he lost his mobility. He couldn't move. He mm-hmm. was like stuck in it. So it's like the more you give over to those things, the less you can progress, the less you can grow. And then, like you said, kind of mature into a whole, um, you know, grounded, healed human being. It was, I mean, the the circus guy is kind of like the drug dealer. You know, mm-hmm. he controls everything and keeps him in a cage. And then when he's mm-hmm. desperate and broken down, then he's no good anymore and he gets rid of him. And then it's kind of the prodigal son where, you know, Pinocchio's trying to make his way home to the father, mm-hmm. you know, and, and is in a humble position. He's learned all this thing. Now he's desperate and he needs rescue and he goes back to the father and... And he runs along, he runs into the cat and the fox at that time who deserves what they got, you know, while he's just learned that, I mean, he was just rescued again, you know, by the fairy. And it's just, it's messed up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think even in our conversation that we're longing for redemption, like we're longing for it to be a better story than it really Uh is. Yeah. Um, And even that is some of our childlike 
this. I think, you know, we, we believe, you know, we believe in redemption. We believe in, in the good. And um, so, yeah, I mean, this is, I mean, we're all kind of still spinning here in the studio. Well, I mean, so let's talk about the wrong gospel. Mm-hmm. You know, sure. like you alluded to it earlier, mm-hmm. right? The, the performance. The workspace, yep. yeah. Yep. And we're, that's taught and confirmed to us throughout our childhood. Uh-huh. Like, like, like outside of Jesus, the gospel doesn't exist in a natural state in this existence. Yeah. I mean, it's not like, like life is, is redeeming our failures. Uh-huh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Do you see that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We naturally don't, when we mess up, we have to, you know, do some sort of course of action to steer the other way, or at least to try and reverse, you know, obviously a whole lot of things aren't reversible. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's an interesting point. And yeah, I mean, and I I think too, even, I mean, because I've been there um, in my own walk where like, I was doing all the things. I was, you know, journaling with the Lord and, you know, like reading my Bible every day and um, to the point where if I, if I didn't that day, mm-hmm. I immediately assumed that I was out of right relationship with God, sure. like not so much cognitively, but like in my gut. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's, yeah, I mean, we have been kind of hit over the head and I was in a very, oh, like it's all about Jesus. Um, you know, like community, um, where on the surface there wasn't a whole lot of that, you know, shame, culture or shame conversation or whatever. Um, but it's funny how, um, almost, uh, sneakily and like insidiously that kind of workspace mm-hmm. Christianity can seep into our theology. Yeah. You know, and you know, especially during the summer, we run into so much of that, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, with, with the guys, like they come in this, into the program with their story of shame mm-hmm. based upon the things that they've done. Yeah. Not based upon a story of the gospel. And who they are as yeah. new creations. And yeah. who Jesus is and yeah. what he's actually done. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's a, for me, and I'm still working this out, but like, uh, like for me, sin is irrelevant mm-hmm. in light of the gospel. Yeah. Like if you're mm-hmm. in Christ, like you're covered. Yeah. Right. Like either it's true or it's not. Either you're forgiven or you're not. You know, uh-huh. like we we have to live out the ramifications of our actions, mm-hmm. but, but in Christ we're forgiven and free and that's huge. Yeah. You know? And so like so much of it, like when we work in the program is just reminding guys like the, the, either the gospel is true or it's not. If it's yeah. not true, keep working hard. Yeah. Crank it, away. Yeah. If it yeah. is true, can we just relax? Uh huh. Yeah. And accept the gift and begin to live out of that. Yeah. And, and what would it mean to live out of, out of that? Yeah. No strings attached. Mm-hmm. Completely. Well, and that was one of the, the biggest things. I mean, we did an interview, video interview, the first, what, second day of training ground or something, and then one at almost the very end. And I could see, I've, watched, I've rewatched those videos recently, and I saw myself, like I was so bound up in that to the point where I, I really didn't need Jesus anymore. You know what I mean? Right. Like Jesus was obsolete because I was the new Christ, mm-hmm. because I didn't do anything wrong, quote unquote. Right, like, right. Of course I was. But, right. um, and so it's like, yeah, it's, 
And now, yeah, I, I think that's something that was so, uh, I don't know, kind of at the pinnacle of my experience in TG was understanding, one, I don't have to be God. And so that frees me up to need God. And then I want relationship with Christ because... Mm-hmm. One, I need it, but of course I want it because he's there for me. You know what I mean? After seeing him come in and, and scoop you up in your failures and everything, um, mm-hmm. like how can you not want to be in relationship with someone like that? So, Yeah, I think it's interesting too where um, the thing I wrestled with, you know, one of the things I wrestled with at a core was the idea of this toy island where mm. they went into play and then they got punished for it in some sense. And I mm, and again, yeah. you're kind of piggybacking on what you said, Lee, about guys coming in during the summer, is that there are a number of guys that we have to give permission to play. Like that's actually a part of their growth process is that they get to be a part of lighthearted situations where, you know, most of their life has been that performance, mm-hmm. right? And they just have forgotten to play and um, even just how core that is to even our own development, even as men, mm. you know, the first thing that goes out the window is play, you know, and I, you know, thinking about, I mean, obviously, you know, there's other things to wrestle with about Toy Island, but, um, but there is part of that essential place, uh, you know, kind of in our spiritual development called play that usually kind of exits, you know, kind of, you know, in your twenties where it's kind of like, I got to grow up, I got to do these things, yeah. I do, you know? Um, but it, I think, uh, you know, in our relationship with Christ play just feels so crucial. But yeah, again, through this story, you know, it's kind of this like, wait a minute, that's not the way it's supposed to be. Uh huh. Right? Yeah. Well, and two, I think to what you just said, Corey, I think, um, something that TG has helped me with is actually to almost redefine what it means mm-hmm. to grow up. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, I had this like, mentality of like either I'm just flipping and watching movies and eating pizza and like or there's this other extreme of like like, yeah like you're saying I can't have fun I can't do um I can't be me I have to conform into someone else's um or maybe even society's expectation of like you're Mm -hmm. a grown-up um and what I think has been great even the last you know few weeks and months of like no like I am able to uh, walk alongside this community and obviously with Christ and like, no, like I can redefine what it means to be a grown up and actually look at things where like, oh yeah, this is something I need to like step into, or this is something I need to leave behind or grow in. Um, So it feels, it feels much more organic than the, just like, I got to throw all my fun stuff in the back and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, in the dumpster and then just, sell my soul and now I'm a grown up, you know what I mean? And, and that's totally not it. So it's, yeah, the, the contrast of, I think what this ministry is about and that, um, it's like the same subject matter, but kind of going on two different trails, which mm-hmm. is interesting with mm-hmm. the story. So, yeah. I've led a, lo- a lot of men's retreat over my, I mean, did 20 years of Christian camping and did different men's retreats. And, yeah. uh, like, like I felt like guys are always willing to play. Mm. You know, like there's this phrase that you can get a man out of a boy, but you can't take the boy out of the man. Mm. You know, but but like I would, one of the things we would do is like uh, put 300 styrofoam rockets in the middle of a room 
and really give no rules. We just shoot somebody with a rocket, and then all of a sudden, you know, it's two oh, hours Lord. two hours later, and the place smells like a locker room, and all these guys are sweating, <laughs> and someone's pulled a groin muscle, you know, or <laughs> something like that, because they just they just play like that. But it didn't happen without permission and, and creating a space for that for yeah. that kind of play, mm-hmm. uh, because there's so much expectations. Um, that we have to do it a certain way and be a certain, mm-hmm. you know, and the ability to become a man and still retain some of that boyish play and to have joy in the work that we do mm-hmm. isn't something that we're taught. No, you know, not not at least you know in in school. I think I think more by example. I'm learning to step into that and just the people I'm around. But I think experientially, that's huge to so just surround yourself if you can with. Um, People who are operating in that well. So, I mean, I mean, and what's the ultimate purpose of self-perpetuating misery? Yeah. You're like, what's that? Like, go to work every day and be miserable and go yeah. back to work and be miserable and go back to work and be miserable? Right. Like, so you can spend money to try and get rid of the misery and then you got to work more for the ex- debt or whatever. Exactly. Like, yeah, you're on a hamster wheel at that point. You know, it is, a, you guys keep, we keep talking about, um, I mean, in, and again, so much that we're just so offended in some ways by, not that offended, but we're just so shocked by this original story of Pinocchio. Um, probably because it's just built, you know, I was we were talking to Lee after we had watched it, and it was just even my kind of own reflection as a father, um, you know, in kind of this, like, you know, I want to, what's the guy's name, Carlos? What's the 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 Italian? Carlo Collati. Carlo Collati. Like, I want to sit down with him and go, I didn't know. Was he a father? Like, did he, was he a teacher, you know, or like, uh-huh. what was yeah. the motivation for writing this? Like, did he have a bunch of like at risk kids that he was trying to kind of manipulate <laughs> into good behavior? Yeah. And how was he fought? Yeah. Right. Right. And so, cause it kind of made me reflect on my own fathering and think through, you know, all of these, you know, these situations in Pinocchio are like, just get in line. Yeah. And, you know, they're all very black and white. There's no there's no embracing the tension. Right. Uh-huh. Where it's like, yes, play, but don't disassociate. Right. There's no yeah. there's no engagement of that. And, um, you know, I thought to myself of like, you know, m- even my desires of a father were um, I don't want to discipline first and then build the relationship. I want to build the relationship and then offer discipline through that relationship. Mm-hmm. And, you know, none of any of this. I mean, I just felt so horrible for Pinocchio. He's on his own just trying to find a secure yeah, relationship no, with his father. No, like mentors, no, no, no. like, yep. and, and, and unfortunately I think that's so that, I mean, that's where at least I have been these last, like my early twenties. Like, um, there is, we, we in, in the church, but also just culturally, we do not hold, um, tangibly enough, like the importance of mentorship mm-hmm. and the reality of what that mm-hmm. is, you know, not just, Hey, yeah, let's like go get coffee and read a Bible. Like maybe that's it, but maybe mm-hmm. it's, yeah, just like cutting up or like building that relationship. Exactly. And that's, yeah, my, my heart was breaking. And also I was getting kind of anxious, yeah, right. pissed and anxious. <laughs> yeah. Cause I was like, this isn't, I don't, I don't want this to be real. Sure. Um, I yeah. don't, I don't want to live in that reality. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, I guess I was getting triggered and to maybe, something. And older. maybe even too, you kind of look back and go, maybe that's why Pinocchio failed repeatedly. Constantly. You know, you're kind of like yelling yeah. at the TV screen. You don't know screen. what you don't know. You're yeah. like, don't go, you know, don't go in that room. You know, like yeah, you yeah. want to yell at Pinocchio and go, you're going to follow the fox and the cat again. Again. Yeah. And again and again. And it's, it is, it's kind of this. 
But I mean, I imagine probably all of us in certain parts of our own development as men have felt that, that lonely wandering of going, I'm on my own to figure this out. And I am blowing it, but I'm on my own. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so, I mean, even, yeah, it's just such a, yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It definitely, yeah. My, my blood was kind of boiling like for him. <laughs> sure. I'm like, bro, like, where's his dad? Like I get, he's sick. Like mm-hmm. get out there, like whatever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. well, I mean, this has been so interesting. <laughs> like if you want to find out more about Pinocchio, like just do a simple Google search. I will tell you, do not research Sleeping Beauty. That is a story that you do not want to understand. Like it is so dark and like, like I like I'm like maybe we should do a series on this. And I was like, Corey, I don't even think we could talk about Sleeping Beauty. No, on here. Nope. But <laughs> I'm, I'm actually surprised you actually brought it up. Well, it's it's <laughs> like if you want your mind blown, like holy cow, like how do we get anyway? Well, so yeah, we can. Yeah, we're going to continue talking about some aspect of story as, as we move forward, but uh, I think we're going to wrap up for now. Yeah. Well, yeah, this has been interesting, man. I had no idea what we were getting into, but it's great. Yeah, I think that I think that brings up so many um, almost little flags that we can kind of guide ourselves by. So anyway, thank you all. This has been Candler English, and we will see you all next time. Hey, guys, thank you so much for joining us for TG Garage Talks. We are currently accepting applications for Training Ground Colorado 2022 and Training Ground Chattanooga 2022. Now guys, I cannot begin to tell you how life-changing Training Ground has been for me. So if anything we've talked about in this episode or in other episodes have stirred anything in your heart, um, please man, look into coming out with us. It's going to be a blast and we can't wait to have you. You can find us at www.trainingground.com and you can also find us on Instagram at Training Ground Colorado as well as Training Ground Chattanooga. Well, until next time, guys, this has been Candler English with Training Ground Garage Talks. See you soon.